0: Hi, friends. A personal note here from me. We're all in crisis right now. When this podcast is airing, we are in the middle of the COVID-19 pandemic. And I want to share a personal note to all of you that we're in this together and that here at Life Beyond the Picket Fence, we are committed to encouraging you, to praying for you, and to know that every day is a day that's important. Every day is not a day to shrink back in fear, that every day is a day um, with our life and the life of those around us who we love. I'm actually holed up in a room here in my home. Our life has changed here dramatically in the last week as our two college age children have moved home and my husband is home now um, because the school where he teaches is um, home for the duration of the spring semester. And as a therapist, I am in the throes of doing teletherapy with my clients. So there are little spaces here in our home where I can record my podcast as I normally would. So if the sound is a little bit different, that's why. But I want you to know that we're here together. And I'm excited to share um, two sessions here on the podcast of Valuing Motherhood with an interview of a dear friend, Ingrid Lockemeyer. Her story is incredible. In fact, it is through the sharing of stories like Ingrid's that I hope to give each of you, my listeners, hope when times are not what you thought they would be. You know, life beyond the picket fence really means that most of life is lived in adversity. It is not the picture-perfect image. So I want to encourage all of you who are listening, whether Uh, We are in the middle of a stay-at-home declaration, whether you are starting to feel like you are um, tearing your hair out because all your kids are home, or whether you are stuck in fear of the uncertainty of what's coming up. I want you to know that we're in this together, that God is not absent from the current situation, and that as we hear people's stories and know that life does go on, and life goes on through suffering, through perseverance, and with hope. So join me for today's episode of the Life Beyond the Picket Fence podcast in the Valuing Motherhood series with Ingrid Lockemeyer.
1: For me, the value of motherhood is that we are investing in an adult who will go into the world and leave their own mark and make their own path that is that's motherhood it doesn't end when they walk out the door when they fledge or when they begin their own families it's a relationship that's ongoing
0: To the Life Beyond the Picket Fence podcast. I'm your host, Brenda Yoder, and I am here with a special guest. Her name is Ingrid Lockemeyer. She's an author and a speaker and a dear friend of mine. So we're actually sitting here in my what I would call my parlor. um, but we're gonna talk on valuing motherhood. And one of the reasons why I chose Ingrid is that she is not only a um, seasoned mom, but she is a mom who I know personally highly values the role of mother and motherhood. So let's say hi to Ingrid. Hi, Ingrid. Hello, Brenda. Um, So share with me a little bit of your background as a mom. So tell me a a little bit about your family.
1: Okay, as a mom, um, I married fairly young when I was 21. And shortly after, came to the realization that my husband um, didn't necessarily feel that becoming a father was going to work for him. and um, But I was committed to the marriage, and for 10 years I struggled with that idea that I would likely not be a mother, and I wanted so very much to be a mother. Um, I had been raised in a happy, blended family with a stepmother who uh, modeled for me uh, sacrificial motherhood, because she became a mother of three little girls, and then added more children, and um, I wanted to be like my mom, mm-hmm. and so, ultimately, I did have two children of my okay. husband, and um, for various reasons, um, that marriage did end, and so, I had my two boys, and I was going to raise them as a single mom, I was, um, they had a relationship with their dad, and I was okay with that. Mm-hmm. Um, But then I met my current husband and the Lord knew otherwise. (laughs) So uh, yeah, I remarried and had two more boys. Okay. So you have a family of four boys. Four boys, all grown.
0: And Mm -hmm. a husband. And so you really did live life beyond the picket fence image Mm -hmm. in that originally you had hoped to have children when you first got married Mm -hmm. and that dream didn't materialize. And then you had children. Mm -hmm but that marriage ended. Right. Um, but then um, I have known you for about 10 years now, not quite, and so. have seen you as a mom so committed to your boys and to your kids. And I think when we first met, your younger one was
1: still in high school and maybe even your younger two. The younger two. I had the first um, two when I was um, 30 and 32 and 33. Mm -hmm. And then I had uh, our last two when I was 40 and 42. And you were a homeschooling mom. Yes. Yes. We homeschooled 20 years of homeschooling. Yeah.
0: And we have walked through a lot of similar seasons together. Mm -hmm. I've seen you walk through that period ending and then stepping into being an empty nester. Mm -hmm. And we have shared some of those similar experiences, but in part two of this podcast, we're going to be talking about the role of valuing motherhood as an adult mom to adult kids in crisis. So that's going to be part two, but during this part one, I want to hear a little bit of your heart for the whole concept of why motherhood is more than just kind of raising kids, why it's more than just homeschooling, why it's more than just having a blended family and getting your kids to adulthood. Mm -hmm. Um, because what I've seen in you Ingrid is kind of the heart of one of the reasons why I'm doing this series, which is kind of the sacredness of motherhood and seeing the, the role of motherhood as a calling Mm -hmm. and as something very near and dear to the heart of the Lord, but something that is so intrinsically important. And I think in today's culture the role of motherhood and the value of the role of the mom needs voices reinforcing for all moms, whether they're working or homeschooling or staying at home or working part time or working in the home, whether they're young moms, fledging moms or older moms, that the role of motherhood is something that is very sacred and holy. So just share with me kind of what, what your perspective is about the role of
1: motherhood, and what brought you there? Okay, wow, so many thoughts rolling through my mind here. I come out of um, an era of women's liberation movement and feminism, and all of the things that told us that a woman of value, her value would be found in her career. Um, you know, I am woman, hear me roar, that sort of thing, and so. Um, I was uh, early on thinking building my career since I wasn't going to have children was the thing that would give me identity and value and worth in the world. So I was working in that um, as, a, as a journalist, um, a news reporter, and thinking that I would just you know work my way up. Um, when we had our first child and I still wanted to and needed to work, I was able to work from home at that point, so didn't have to uh, step away from my children all the time in order to continue with that career. But it soon became apparent to me that I needed to invest more in uh, this role that I had longed for. And I think the the value, if I could boil it down to one essence statement, for me, the value of motherhood is that we are investing in an adult who will go into the world and leave their own mark and make their own uh, path. And I know that we know that we need to do all the good things so that they grow up to be a, you know, a a person of, of value and worth. But I think we underestimate uh, the impact that all those good things mm-hmm. can have when they're done with intentionality and with prayer and with focus and um, and also with freedom we homeschooled but we were not what would have been considered traditional homeschooling family at the time uh, we didn't see our children as having um, we weren't protecting our children we were um, insulating them is what is the way we put it so that. We did allow the world into our home, but with us monitoring and um, having conversation about what came into our home, today, as as our boys are, the oldest is 35 and the youngest just turned 25, um, we look at them as people that we uh, helped to form and enjoy relationships with that are on a mature level. Um, So for that is, that's motherhood. It doesn't end when they walk out the door, when they Mm fledge, or when they uh, begin their own families. It's a relationship that's ongoing. And yeah, just doing life together. Uh, We had a home-based family business. They were a part of that. That was an important thing for us that they would see uh, what my husband did to support his family and that they would contribute to that. Um, I like the, the idea
0: of all of these small things. Mm -hmm. Um, What I'm hearing from a lot of moms in the trenches of parenting right now, whether it be with small children or um, teenagers is um, just a, a sense of purposelessness in the busyness and in doing housework and all of those things. And I know when I was uh, especially a stay-at-home mom, that I had to kind of fight for the value of why I was staying at home. Um, I was fortunate that my husband kind of valued that role because his mom uh, was very, he lived on a farm. And so mom was kind of a jack of all trades, but she was always available. And I think that with today's culture where, As moms, like you were a mom who was home with the family business. And when I was home also, my husband was still farming too. So there was kind of this element of kind of old-fashioned motherhood where we still had some roles to fill outside of raising children. And so many moms, especially that are um, at home and there because they truly value childhood and they truly value their role they're really struggling with husbands who may not understand the importance of motherhood and your story growing up actually gave you kind of a a perspective of motherhood that maybe will connect with a lot of women who who are trying to do something different with their children than perhaps they had with their moms coming out because a lot of our reasons for why we do what we do are because we have hurts or we don't want to repeat perhaps some patterns that were from our family of origin. So just share a little bit of your own upbringing and why the role of motherhood was so significantly kind of impacted in your own heart.
1: Okay. Um, I am the oldest of three daughters uh, born to my dad and and my mom. And my mom left our family when I was three and my sisters were two and one um, for reasons that it took me years to understand and to accept. Um, And so we were without a mom for a few years. Yeah. And let me just kind of sit in that just a little bit. Mm -hmm. So
0: usually we think about a dad leaving. Right. And you wrote a, actually a blog post for me several years ago Mm -hmm. about the story of your mom and it greatly impacted me Mm -hmm. was this
1: picture of you seeing your mom leave at such a young age. Yeah. I I have memories, images of, and they aren't well-defined because I was so young, but I totally see her with a suitcase walking across the yard down the street. Um, There was no car for her to take from Our house and so she was going somewhere to catch a ride and I couldn't understand why she was leaving us and my two little sisters um, the youngest one was a baby sitting on the yard crying and I'm sure there must have been an adult in the background but I felt very alone I do recall that and I think I've claimed um, a a fear of abandonment over the Mm -hmm. years because of that experience uh, whether that's real or true or not, um, and and in her later years, my mother helped me to understand, which we did not have a relationship for a very long time, and she pursued it, and I was resistant to it, um, but eventually, when I opened the door, um, she was able to come in not as my mother but as a friend mm-hmm. and for me to understand and accept what was going on in her life in her heart in her mind uh she was an Ill- illegitimate child who had never met her father when she left us she was going to meet her father and i didn't know that of course wow. but
0: there's actually some irony in that mm-hmm. that she was an illegitimate mm-hmm. child probably in her 20s yeah going mm-hmm. to meet her dad but mm-hmm. But leaving
1: her own children, three children, Absolutely. behind. Absolutely, yes. And and I think she must have left with some intention to return, but um, she didn't. She left with the intention of uh, divorcing my dad, and and then ultimately uh, she did, and uh, he had full custody of us. Okay. Because she didn't, uh, she couldn't contribute as a parent. And uh, after a couple of years, my dad remarried.
0: So, before we go on to talk about your stepmom, who Mm -hmm. you have grown to call your mom, mom. Mm -hmm. how did um, your own mother leave impact your approach or your intentionality of motherhood?
1: I could not imagine as a mother walking away from my children, no matter what was going on in my heart, in my mind, in my life. It was just, I think. There was a fierceness once I finally became a mother, um, thinking that I would not be a mother because that was not my husband's choice in the beginning. Um, Yes, there was a, um, oh my goodness, just almost perhaps overboard, but there was such a commitment to that role, um, which I think all new mothers do have, uh, you know, a desire to learn about what this is to be a mother. I had wonderful role models in my life and, and that was really important. But um, yes, it I think it made me fierce for sure. And I've, I've seen that.
0: So we want everyone to tune in to the next episode, which I want to maybe give a foreshadowing of that fierceness Mm -hmm. that I've seen in you and not walking away from your children, from your adult children, but we're going to get to that in the next episode but i want you to know that i have seen that in you mm. and as as you think and reflect upon even just your commitment to leave a career to homeschool for 20 years that that does take some fierceness and commitment
1: yeah and i i want to make it clear that um there <laughs> there was nothing perfect about how we did that yeah and um i made my husband, my second husband, who was a wonderful, is a wonderful stepdad to, to our, my first two sons. Um, we probably went a little overboard in some areas as homeschooling parents, but righted the boat, I guess you would say, and, and kind of, uh, got into a a space that probably was healthier in that, um, we encouraged our, our children, our sons to, um, have a life that wasn't just focused on us and our family, but they were involved in music and theater and sports. And uh, we didn't let that run our lives, but we did uh, encourage it. And I think that was probably one of the healthier things that we did. Um, They went to college or they always had the option to go to high school Mm -hmm. if that was what they chose. And and, uh, one of them went to one class at uh, the local high school and decided it wasn't for him. Okay. So um, yeah, it. I think we, it was definitely a learn as you go, which we all do, but with a heavy uh, reliance on um, family and the Lord, for sure. Always just checking, I think for me, checking myself to make sure that I was being present Mm -hmm. because I had felt what it was like to not have a mother present. So why don't you describe that being
0: present? It's kind of a, um, it's kind of a buzzword these days Mm. being present versus being disengaged. But you also mentioned another important word um, of attachment, which um, as a counselor, Mm -hmm. I just want to mention is very important. Uh, The attachments that we make in our childhood do affect our adult relationships. It's not that those cannot be changed, but um, attachment is something that is incredibly important for human development. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So share with me what it looked
1: like for you to be present with your children when they were home. Okay. Well, they knew I was a person outside of being mom, and I think that that was important They, of course, saw me first and foremost as mom, but they also knew that um, I was a writer. I was writing while I was raising our children and homeschooling them. And I I tried sharing with them things that were important to me outside of homeschooling. You know, it's easy to let that dictate how you do everything. (laughs) My poor kids, we would say, We're going to go do something, and it always became a field trip, an educational trip, you know. And uh, so we, we uh, tried to keep that in check. But I think that encouraging their independence, obviously, um, we did have some boundaries. But probably the one element that gave them the greatest feeling of being young men, being separate from um, uh, the homeschool Movement. the homeschool family situation was uh, having them work. They worked for dad, but they, that was a, a responsibility and an independence that was, I think, really important. And it started to probably, I mean, this sounds kind of uh, simple, but 4-H <laughs> was a big part. Um, they had chores, they had animals, they had responsibilities. Um, mom didn't go do it for them. They had to do it. And again, I'm not trying to say that we did everything perfectly, but we did it with intentionality Mm -hmm. and always to the eye of uh, these young men. I loved Mm -hmm. being the mom to boys. Mm -hmm. I love girls. I have some female, younger female friends that are so dear to me. They're like daughters, but um, I really that, that was, I'm, I'm so grateful. The Lord gave me four boys. <laughs> um,
0: that makes me tear up
1: <laughs> as a,
0: as a mom to three boys. Yeah. Um, I think that's something you and I have shared over yes. the years. And as I've seen my own boys um, become men and realizing, um, I just love what you said about seeing them as men, that you're raising men and, I, and that's part of uh, valuing motherhood that I hope every listener hears in today's culture our our boys and men are really under attack. Yeah. And um, in fact, I just defended manhood in a conversation with some people a few weeks ago um, when someone was just saying, young men now, they're just so stupid. And yeah. I said, no, like they're not. I'm sorry. Yeah. We we have to elevate the importance of of raising boys and even raising girls. I think that's part of valuing motherhood is seeing the end result that motherhood. And and what I loved about what you said, Ingrid, when I asked you about what it looked like to be present, you you gave an answer that I wasn't expecting. Mm-hmm. I think when a lot of times when moms, we think about being present, it means that we're supposed to be there doing things with kids all the time, mm-hmm. that we are actually supposed to be like, right beside them and emotionally engage with them 100% when you actually shared almost the opposite. You shared that being present to you was that they actually saw you as a woman outside of being mom and that you and your husband provided these opportunities for them to grow them towards manhood. Yeah. That's and, you know, as I was hearing you think about that, I thought, Oh, that's, that is so much. What was my experience when I was both a working mom and a stay at home mom is that I didn't actually play with my kids a whole lot. Mm -hmm. Like I don't like games, so we didn't play a whole lot, but what (laughs) we did do was that we were, we were with each other. Like they would be playing and, and I would be there, but if they needed me, they knew that I would follow through and that, like I was there and that we were intentional about conversations about some of those activities that were intentional because, as you mentioned, the goal is independence and autonomy, as FLEDGE refers to um, my, my book called FLEDGE, Launching Your Kids Without Losing Your Mind. So um, as we wrap up today's episode about valuing motherhood, I just really want to encourage um, every mom who's listening that being present is not about just being available with kind of this boundaryless um availability, but mm-hmm. it truly is about being um like I think how God is with us. He is with us all the time, but He is also there, helping us grow, mm-hmm. which is what I heard you say you helped your boys do is to help mm-hmm. them grow, and yet, from your own upbringing of having a mom who had left and who was absent, that the idea of attachment. Mm-hmm is about this presence of that no matter where your child goes, they know that that you have their back mm-hmm. that yes. you 're always there with them and that's, that i 'm for them yes for them. Mm-hmm. yes and um and and I know as a parent and also as a counselor too that that is what kids need through development mm-hmm. they they need to know that their parents are for them, and that no matter what happens that their parents truly are there. And that's different than codependency or enabling. Mm -hmm. And so we're gonna actually talk about that in our next episode. So um, I'm gonna invite all of you to join us for the next episode where Ingrid and I are gonna talk about what it looks like to truly be there for your adult children, for your young adult and adult children, which would also be applicable to your teens when they're in crisis and the difference between kind of, um, enabling and codependency and healthy response Mm -hmm. when your children make choices or have issues in their life that are far beyond the storybook image. Mm -hmm. So we're going to wrap this up. I want to thank you, Ingrid, for joining me. Thank you. Um, join us next time for our second episode as we continue the, the important conversation of valuing motherhood. Thanks so much for joining me.